You are listening to the Social Media Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, stay-at-home mom of three turned social media influencer, Jenny Peterson. Each week, we'll dive into online marketing, business building strategies that actually work, and I'll share with you how I built my online business, leveraging the power of social media from my cell phone. The term influencer is not just for celebrities, it's for people just like us. I really believe that all you need to get started is Wi-Fi and a dream. Let's go. Buckle up, buttercup. This episode is good. I am so excited for you. Last week, I shared some juicy secrets, how I was able to bring in an additional six-figure income from affiliate marketing. We talked all about episode 27, how to pitch yourself to brands. So just in case you missed out on that highly requested episode, make sure you go back and tune in to episode 27. And you know, I created something just for you. You can go to pitch.jennyleepeterson.com to grab my free email pitching templates. These are the same templates I use when I pitch myself to brands. And staying on that theme, I had the opportunity and privilege to interview Jenny Melrose. I cannot wait for you to get to learn from this former teacher turned lifestyle blogger and stick with us until the very end because Jenny's created a free resource just for my listeners. In this episode, Jenny debunks the myth that you need a big following to do affiliate marketing. You need a big following to pitch yourself to big brands. So if you're listening and you don't have a big following, but you're intrigued about the idea of doing affiliate marketing and pitching yourself to brands, stay tuned. This is a value-packed episode. Now on the flip side, if you do have a large following, stay tuned. I have a large following. I've been pitching myself to brands for over a year now. And I had some huge aha moments and big takeaways from my conversation with Jenny. Let's dive in. You are listening to the Social Media Influencer Podcast. And today I'm so excited. I'm interviewing someone who's amazing. Welcome to the show, Jenny Melrose. Thank you so much, Jenny. I'm so excited to be here. So excited that you're here. And for my listeners who might not yet be familiar with you, can you just give a little bit of background and tell us a little bit more about who you are? Of course. So I am actually a former inner city school district teacher from New York. Um, I had started a lifestyle blog when I first had my first daughter. She was about six months old and that she is now 10. So we've had that for about 10 years. It was called the Melrose Family pretty quick and easy recipes and projects for busy parents. And probably about four, no, it would have been five years ago now because we've been down here five years. I made a deal with my husband that if I was able to replace my teaching salary of 75000 that I would be able to retire from teaching and we would move down from, from New York down to North Carolina. And I was able to do that because of my sponsored post income. I worked with national brands in order to create sponsored content and was able to move down to North Carolina and retire from teaching because of it. Um, I then, once we moved down here, started JennyMelrose.com, which is my site where I work with female entrepreneurs to help them really understand how they can build an audience online and grow a successful business for them and their families. Um, I have my podcast, Influence Our Entrepreneurs, and my first book came out actually last week, (laughs) Influence Our Entrepreneurs as well. 
Congratulations on the book. I'm so excited for you. That is a huge accomplishment. And there's so many things that you said that I want to dive into. I would love to hear a little bit more about your book. And I also want to pick your brain about how you were able to, you know, replace your teaching income and work with other brands. So can you tell us more about both of those? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'll start with the pitching side of things because the book is kind of so much later down the road. Um, so for pitching, I started off as a lifestyle blogger that I really didn't know exactly what how I was going to monetize and what that was going to look like. I really started it as a hobby because I had lost myself as a new mother. And then I got pulled into the blogging world and figured out, oh no, there's ways to monetize this and you can figure it out and make it work for you. Um, and one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was creating content that I could just easily bring in a product and make it part of what I was talking about. So it became that influencing that I was just naturally doing when I was creating the content. Um, it started to see some consistent income coming in and realized, wait a second, if I actually went at this and really started to try Try to work with the brands that I know, use, and love, and know that my audience will use. Um, I can make a consistent income doing it, and I was able to figure out a strategy that was very strategic. Being that former teacher, I'm very—you go from point A to point C. Um, that worked. That I went from—I was making probably a thousand to two thousand dollars a month from sponsored work. It doubled when I started getting really consistent on the strategies that I put into place. And then probably within four to five months of that, I was making five figures. I was making about $10,000 a month just on sponsored posts. And that was without, without a huge following. Um, when I started, it was before Instagram and before Pinterest. So Instagram, I never had over 10,000 followers. And I also, for my blog, I never saw over probably 300,000 page views. So it was from that micro influencer standpoint, I wasn't the Kim Kardashian that was being, getting paid 10 figures just to post something on Instagram. It was creating long-term relationships with brands so that it could become consistent income. I love that you talked about that because I think so many people think that they have to have these huge followings to have success when micro influencing is is a real thing. I I recently read a statistic that to be considered a micro influencer, you just have to have between a thousand and a hundred thousand followers. I'm like a thousand followers, and your micro influencer like that is so achievable. So can you tell us a little bit more about pitching and and the strategies that you used and how you were able to to grow even even though you had you know a smaller following at the time. Yes, no, absolutely. So like I said, it definitely starts with what products do you know, use, and love? So if you are a beauty blogger, go look in your makeup, go look and see what products you're naturally using. Um, if you are an organizer, go see what organizing things you have on your desk, planners, who are they by? What are the brands? And if you're a food blogger, go and look and see what ingredients do you have in your pantry, in your refrigerator? Who are you using? And that's where you want to start because that's going to be the most authentic. You're probably already naturally talking about them anyways, because when you're doing a demo for your beauty blog, you're probably using those products because that's what you have on hand. Um, and just starting with those and then reaching out to them. Now, one of the ways that you want to start with the most important thing when it comes to pitching is finding what I call the golden ticket. 
And that's finding that email address that you can have a conversation with them be able to tell them about your audience. Because yes, as a micro influencer, you only need a thousand followers, but you need to know those thousand followers. And I know that that's something that you do really well, Jenny. We actually had a podcast interview where you and I were talking about this. Um, it's just so important that you really know your people because that's who the brand wants. They really don't care about you. The brand cares about the audience that you have, which means you need to know that audience. You need to know where are they? What do they, what are they interested in? Um, what leggings do they wear? If you're a fitness blogger, like know these things about your audience and have conversations with them so that you can, when you pitch the brand, talk about that audience and why it would be a great fit for that product. Um, finding that golden ticket is often what stumbles people because they don't know exactly where to go. So you want to start on the brand's website. If you go to the brand's website, you'll see something for media or press releases. And normally on a press release down at the bottom, there's going to be an email address for whoever wrote that press release. That's who you want to be talking to. They normally are familiar with influencer campaigns and you want to email them your initial pitch is what I call it. If you can't find the email on their website, I recommend using Instagram stories. It's an easy way to show that you love that brand. You are tagging the brand in, let's say, a story where you're talking about them when you're doing a demo. Um, and they're going to get that notification in their stories that, Hey, someone's talking about them. And when they come back and look at your story, they're going to put like a heart or they're going to say, thanks so much for sharing. And this is where you can start the conversation in direct message saying, Hey, do you guys have any new products coming out? We really love this. My audience is asking about this. And that's where you can then, as you develop that conversation, ask for that email address for the person on their team that works on influencer campaigns. Oh my gosh, so many good nuggets already so far. <laughs> like I love that you said that you start with the things that you already use and love. You know, that's the perfect place to start. And I know that you're saying um, you got to know your online audience for the blog, but honestly, I, I think that that can apply to other social media, right? Like your online audience for Instagram or for Facebook. And I also love your juicy tip about getting into the stories to get attention. And when you do that, you're really, you're really setting yourself up for success. I'm so excited about this. I love this. I love the golden ticket, all of that. Okay. So, um, you don't wait for brands to come to you, right? You go out and pitch yourself, which I think is so crucial, right? So once you get that golden ticket, then what do you do? Well, from there, you're then sending an initial pitch where the emphasis, like I said, should be on your audience, who they are, why that product or brand is the perfect brand for them. And then in that initial pitch, you want to have a call to action, just like you would if you were doing an Instagram post or Facebook post. You want to tell them how you want them to interact with you now from this email. And your call to action is just really simple. Um, I'd love to send you my media kit and a proposal for your review look forward to hearing from you. And that's how you leave that initial pitch so that when they come back, they know that you're looking to say, yeah, send me your media kit and a proposal, or they're not going to answer. Now, one of the things that kind of stumbles a lot of people when it comes to pitching brands is that they assume that if they don't hear back from the brand, that the brand's not interested. 
And that's not the case. You have to remember all of the emails that you have in your own inbox. They have just as many, if not more. So it's really about the follow-up process. Unless you get a heart no that says, nope, we're not interested or nope, we don't have a budget right now. Um, you need to continue to follow up. And I recommend that you follow up every 10 to 14 business days, just bumping it back up in their inbox. Something that's really important with that is changing your subject line. Because if they're not opening it, then they're never even seeing who you are and what you offer. So a lot of people will take it personal and it's not. It's you just need to do a follow-up process. Um, and it's Streak, which is actually a Chrome extension for your computer that you can add into Gmail, is a great tool to use because you can see if they've opened it. You'll be able to see if they've clicked, how many times maybe they've passed along that email to someone else and opened it a couple different times. Oh my gosh, so good. So Streak, is that, what is that? Is that an app? Is that... It's an actual Chrome extension for your computer that you can download, and then it just opens up inside Gmail. It's S-T-R-E-A-K, not, and then you're not streaking a quad or anything crazy, just an extension that you can put right into your email so that you can then track everything that is happening when you send an email out to a brand or out to whomever it is that you're sending it to, whether it's your audience or whoever it might be. Genius. That's... That's huge. I didn't know that that even existed. So thank you for sharing that. And I just had a huge aha moment while you were talking. You said, have a call to action. Like in every single social media post and every single live video, have a call to action. I never thought about having a call to action in my pitching email. Never thought about it until now you just said it. I was like, oh, duh. Okay. And then do you recommend for influencers and for business owners to have a media kit? Do you think that's a must? Yes. Especially when you are giving that as your call to action and a media kit doesn't have to be this huge 10 page thing that you're putting together. And I only send it when I've given them that call to action. They're like, yep, send it along. All a media kit would consist of is you're going to have your stats about your audience. You're going to have an intro about yourself and then also about your whether it's your social media platforms, maybe you're just an Instagram influencer, or if you have that blogging community. Um, And you're also going to tell them a little bit about who you've worked with in the past. There's just a couple pieces. One page media kit is fine. And of course, you're going to have your stats as far as who your audience is, where, what percentage is female, um, where they primarily are, if they're in the U.S., Uh, and also then you'll have your social media following numbers. And you can, should, include your reach. So it shouldn't just be about those follower numbers because as we know, someone with 100,000 Instagram followers could have a much smaller reach than someone with a thousand possibly, especially if they're not using it consistently. So really important. Exactly. That's great. Okay. And, um, when it comes to like a media kit, I know a lot of my online audience and a lot of my listeners they don't have one. Do you, do you make your own? Do you hire that out? Do you have advice around that? Yes. 
So a mini kit doesn't have to be a huge thing that you have to hire out for. Um, I actually have a media cat video training that walks you through it. And we give you 10 templates that you can actually just pop your information into. You can also, if you're good with Canva or Photoshop, you can create your own. So using examples that are out there it really depends upon your level of expertise when it comes to using those types of programs. But just think of it as like... A PDF that you would put together. If you're good with creating an opt-in for a PDF for your email list, then a media kit is something simple and easy. The biggest thing that I do want to say with the media kit is do not put your prices. Your prices do not go on your media kit. That goes in a proposal. So pricing is totally separate and never put your numbers um, for pricing on your media kit, which I know is traditionally not what was taught in the past. Wow. Okay. That's great information. Thank you so much. So then what's the next step? And I love that you said, if they don't reply to your email, don't take it personally. They might not have even seen it and to follow up the fortunes and the follow up for sure. So then what's the next step? So once they ask for that media kit and proposal, you want to send over it. Um, your proposal should be a separate PDF. And the proposal is important to give a package price. So if you're doing certain deliverables like Instagram stories and Instagram posts to your feed, whatever, or a blog post, whatever that might look like, you want to give them a package price for everything that you're delivering to them. Once you send that over, the follow-up process begins again. Because if they don't respond within those 10 to 14 business days, you're going to just keep, keep staying up with them, not thinking, oh, they think I'm too expensive and they don't want to work with me or my following's not big enough. Because that's not the case. Again, it's just making sure that you follow up and make sure that they see it. Um, so it continues from there. But once that um, proposal piece is done, then you're really, it, they come back and they say, yep, this is exactly what we want to do. You want to get a contract in place. And normally they'll have it or you can have your own as well. But you want to make sure you have something in place so you protect yourself. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. And so a lot of my listeners, they are just starting out in influencer marketing. They're just starting out with pitching themselves for like the first time. Do you have any like advice for beginner pitchers on like what they should say in their email or, or anything like that for somebody who's starting out for the very first time and might feel a little scared? Yes, no, absolutely. So actually we had talked about um, that I have a pitch cheat sheet and in my pitch sheet, I give you a checklist of what to include in there but I also give you a swipe copy. So I'm giving you my emails that I've used to land different with different brands in the past. So you get both of those. You can kind of take my words, add yours, make sure that you're obviously changing it up to talk about your audience um, and the brand that you're pitching. And it just makes it really simple and easy. Perfect. That is golden. And we will link to that that free resource in the show notes. Do you, is there a place that they can go grab that as well? Yep. If they can go to jennymelrose.com forward slash pitch slash checklist. Um, but I'll make sure I send that over to you too. So they'll have it. Perfect. Excellent. And we'll link that for you. Okay. And then can we talk about your book? Yes, I'm so, it was a work of labor that everyone talks about, oh, a book is so exciting. And it was very exciting. And the writing wasn't the hardest part. 
Um, it was more the editing more than anything else for me um, that was difficult. But it's influencer entrepreneurs. It's a four-step framework that walks you through building your audience, growing your business, and making money online. Um, and the four-step framework is actually an acronym. And I tell a story about how we're going to pack up your um, bag and we're going to not make it too heavy. Um, but it's an acronym that stands for PAC. It's Positioning, Authenticity, Confidence, and Kindness. And those, I believe, are the four things that you need in business to be an influencer entrepreneur. And I know you and I have had conversations actually on my podcast about making sales is really about influencing. And in order to be an influencer entrepreneur, it's about consistently making those sales that become just part of what you do and part of your business. Um, but looking and treating your business like a business, whether you're a network marketer, whether you're an influencer, because when you put on that hat of this is my business, this is what I'm putting in, this is the time I'm putting in, this is the expenses that I have, it changes how you treat it and how successful you will become. A hundred percent. And I cannot wait to get my hands on your brand new book as well. And for my online audience, and they can get that anywhere books are sold, right? Yep. Amazon, Barnes and Noble online, get it delivered right to your door. So you don't have to worry about trying to head out anywhere. Perfect. Okay. And thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with my listeners? If they have any questions, they can, um, in Instagram, you can always direct message me. I'm at Jenny underscore Melrose. Um, I'm constantly on my stories sharing what's going on with the crazy crisis schooling, of course, that we're going through right now, um, as well as sharing business tips as we go through trying to make sure that we move businesses forward. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being on the podcast today and sharing your knowledge and expertise with us all. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. I appreciate it. And there you have it, friend. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Social Media Influencer Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, both Jenny and I would love to hear your biggest takeaways. So screenshot wherever you're tuning in, post on Instagram and tag both of us there. And remember, all of the links for the freebies, everything that we talked about will be in the show notes. And before I let you go, I just want to give a listener shout out to Bernadette FM. She left a five-star review and said, finally caught up. Thanks, Jenny, for your words of encouragement and great ideas. You are precise and to the point. I've been following you on Facebook and have been part of your live recordings. Always fun and informative. Love you. Thank you so much, Bernadette. You seriously made my day. Friend, I would love you forever if you took 30 seconds and left a five-star review like Bernadette. And then make sure you hit that subscribe button and tune in because you might just hear your name and your review as a listener shout out on this podcast. I love you so very much. 